Come on. Adele, are you ready? I am ready, George. I like it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is strong and powerful Adele Spragan. She is international speaker, a trainer, an award-winning author. She's been named the top behavioral change expert. I'm excited to have you on. Adele, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, I'd love to. So um, I've been in the personal development industry, George, probably for over 30 years. And yeah, and for the first 10 or so years of those, for 10, 15 years, I was following all the common behavioral change expert advice that I was hearing out there, right? And ever, all of your listeners will be familiar with this. It sounds like set your goal and determine the steps to get to that goal. Right. And then if you don't know how to take those steps, make sure you learn how first. Once you know how to take them and you're still not taking them, then there's something off with your mindset. Go correct that and then you should be at that goal. And I was convinced this was correct. I was teaching it. I was following it myself. And yet, when I started to really look into what my clients, what was actually happening, only about 25% of them were actually reaching their goal. Hmm. And so I thought, hmm, it can't be up. At this point, after doing this for 15 years, I thought there's something off. Right. Something wrong with the operating instructions. So I took myself back to university as an adult. I, I started university in my 40s. And... Um, I went through and I got my master's in humanities because I wanted to study the human brain. How does this brain of ours work and what's actually happening? And what I found was absolutely surprising and shocking to me. And it caused me to rethink our entire operating instructions and to determine new ones. And at that point, uh, about 10 years ago, I started teaching a brand new method, a proprietary technique. And boy, is it effective. I would say probably 87% of the people who work with this technique and do it correctly, reach their goals every time. And it just flips everything on its head. Amazing. That is a, was that an easy, obvious, really hard thing to, uh, to go back and get your masters in your forties? Um, it was probably one of the most hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I was okay going through getting my BA, but once I got to that master's level, suddenly it was like, you know nothing, Adele, like mm -hmm. nothing. <laughs> I had to really rethink everything about how I was seeing life and my entire perspective, which was a good thing, but yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah, fascinating, right? I mean, there's so many things that keep, and this is, this is, I imagine we're going to get into a lot of this, but what keeps us from making changes? Um, so I'm, I'm 42 years old, and I am always a person who's never been afraid to, to say, hey, I'm, it's time to change directions, or what I thought was correct isn't necessarily, but I think that there's probably a lot of people out there who are not cut from the same cloth that you and I are and probably need a little bit more help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, it was very difficult for me because I got to say that one of my patterns, one of my very much ingrained patterns was quitting. Every time I reached a, a, a well, let me just put it this way. It was, it was based on a pattern of people pleasing. 
So whenever I upset somebody, I would just turn the tail and run. Whatever I was doing was just, oh, no, I can't do that anymore. And I would just quit. So that's the other reason that going back to university was so difficult for me because you know, you have to, when you put opinions out there into the world, you've got to risk people not liking them. And I just really had to change that pattern before I could succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. All right. So there was this old pattern that, that you worked and studied and you helped people with for, for, for 15 years or so. It's set goals, learn how to do it, take, take action. And you know, that was getting 25% results, give or take. And now you, 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 learn new methods and you come up with and develop um, your your own technique and now you're getting wonderful results in, in, in the 80s. So walk me through that. Yeah, so I, I think the thing that we have to know about our human brain is that it is locked inside this bony skull that has no access to the outside world, right? <laughs> and there's no sound in here. There's no no sight in here. There's nothing really in here other than electrical impulses that it goes on. So all the while, our brain is doing the best it can to sort of predict what is going on outside. And a lot of times, it does pretty good. I mean, you know, we are a highly successful species. But sometimes it gets it dead wrong. And those times is when we need to stop thinking that the problem is out there in the world and start to look at what is going on in me, what is happening inside my brain patterns that are causing the results that are happening out there. And so what my technique does is it really flips that switch. It takes the problem from being how do we solve it in the world to how do we create a new pattern in the brain that will just creatively and optimally solve that problem for us. And that's the power of knowing how your brain works. I absolutely love this sort of idea that our brain is in solitary confinement it's sort of locked in this cave this this cave it's, it's encased in our brains and the only access it has to the outside world is the input that 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 i'm giving it which is just flawed in a million different ways so if we're just trusting that the new input that i give it is going to change the behaviors that that it's been giving me then that's that's that that's 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 flawed did i get that right you got it exactly and and most of you know i i would say from what i've understood now if we have a problem let's just put it this way if we have a problem in the world whatever solution our brain comes up with is not the right solution and i can say that with a hundred percent certainty it doesn't matter whether that is get more training or um you know go go do this with your business or go do this to make more money it, doesn't make any difference it is not your correct solution because if it was you wouldn't have the problem and that's really important to know <laughs> so when we start with i know nothing and then come from the unknown now we get to those creative solutions that actually work how funny right like oh, i'm experiencing this problem and I, this must be the this must be the way i'm going to get out of it but no that is incorrect what you because okay so it seems like it's kind of like a dog chasing its tail, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Tell me, tell me how I break the pattern. Yeah, so the thing we have to do is remove the pattern that isn't working. That's the step that is missing in today's philosophies, um, personal and professional development philosophies. Everybody thinks that if you have the right instructions, you can just follow them. And that's 100% incorrect. 
because your patterns, George, are different than my patterns. So you are starting from a very different starting point than the teacher is who tries to tell you what to do. And so that's the first thing to know. We're working on very, very different patterns inside the brain. So then that teacher was able to take those steps and get to their goal because of their patterning. And when you try and follow, guess what's going to happen? You are going to land in the world of blame and shame in which we all live. Because either there is something wrong with the instructions or there is something wrong with you. Mm. And that's the danger of trying to follow somebody else's path. So wisdom is the opportunity to find our own path, our own personal path that works for us. And to do that, we have to let go of everything we think we know. And and, and I'll tell you, do you want to know the, the thing that every human being on this planet fears? And, and this is across the board. There isn't a single person who doesn't fear this. Yes. And that is the unknown. Hmm. We are all terrified of the unknown. And so we will cling to things that don't work and that bring suffering rather than let go of the brain pattern that is creating the known so we can get to the unknown. That certainly does make sense. So wisdom is finding our own path. Um, but the only way that we're going to get there is to accept that 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 what we know or what we believe we know is not is incorrect or potentially not correct, and that's going to cause us to to go on our own version of the hero's journey into the unknown. Yes, yes. And the other thing it might be really helpful for your listener to know is that um, our brain is divided, as most people know. It's divided into a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere. What neuroscience is now showing us is that the way we perceive these hemispheres or the way we did perceive what was happening in these hemispheres in the past is actually incorrect. And what neuroscience is now showing us is it's not that your right hemisphere is creative and your left hemisphere is logical. Both sides are equally needed for functional things like that. But what is happening in your brain is that your right hemisphere is absorbing everything in its current environment. Its awareness is one of broad, open, sustained awareness that is connected to everything that is happening now. Whereas your left hemisphere is pulling that information from the past, separating, dividing, cutting it up into little pieces so it can be understandable. Okay, so its its type of focus is narrow, focused in, sorry, its type of awareness is narrow focus. Whereas right hemisphere's type of awareness is broad, open, and sustained. The other thing you need to know is that your left hemisphere is where the language Not that both sides of your brain aren't needed for language. They are. But the voice box, we'll call it, that lives in the left hemisphere. And so that left hemisphere, we now live in a very left brain dominant world. And that left hemisphere is causing an imbalance in, on this planet, which is really terrifying at the moment. And and our solution has to be to get back to whole brain thinking. We need to build the connection, the communication between these two hemispheres, because it's your right hemisphere that brings context and is interested in relationship between things. That occurs in the right hemisphere. So, you know, if I can if I can continue here, because I know your listener is very interested in money. And I'd like to explain money from this perspective of your brain and what happens in your brain when we use money. So the right hemisphere is 
interested, its way of transactions is reciprocity. Its interest is in the friendships and those little favors that we do each other. And it is ongoing. It likes relationships to be ongoing. The left hemisphere is where money patterns are occurring. And there, that left hemisphere is all about resources. How can I use this thing? <laughs> and how do I use it? Like, this is a pen. How do I use this? So it's more interested, less interested in context and more interested in utility. So what happens then when we use money? Well, Dan Ariely in, in the book Predictably Irrational, I don't know if you've ever read that book, but he talks about us living by two different sets of norms. There are market norms and there are social norms. And the social norms are the right brain reciprocity, those favors we do each other. Market norms are those transactions, right? And when we use money, we need to be very careful that we're in the right lane. And that's really important. The, the last time it turns everything into a resource, including you and me, it's, um, it just sees you as something I can use. And when it does that, that transaction, that money transaction between us means that I get to use you. Hmm. And if I can, then great. Right? According to the left hemisphere, that's great. That's exactly what I need to be doing. And notice what we're doing to the planet. All of the planet has become a resource for us to use. Does that, does, does my right, the, does, does the right part of my brain recognize that and then, and then produce feels, feelings of shame or guilt? Or, or, yeah. am I, or am I off base? Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely on base. So, so the right hemisphere, because it lacks language, it tries to communicate, and how it communicates is via emotions, metaphors, things like that, right? And so it's constantly trying to show us, hey, you're on the wrong path here. Hey, yeah. get on to the right path here. But it doesn't know how to say that, so it makes us feel ashamed, guilty, sad, all of those things. And that is just a messenger. I like to say that all of those are just messengers given by the right hemisphere saying, no, no, you're running the wrong pattern. Drop that pattern. Come on over to the right side where those creative solutions can occur. And let's create whole brain solutions. That's all it's trying to say. Which certainly does make sense. So if I hmm, – there, there, there are certainly a lot of people that, 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 that are not enjoying their work. And is that a function of I'm doing this simply for the utility of it? I'm spending time doing this because I need money, which is the left side of my brain. But the right side is saying, no, 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 you 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 don't really enjoy this. You don't like the people you work with. You 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 don't really like the impact that you're having working at X Y Z company. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the right hemisphere is more interested in what will make you happy, what will make you feel fulfilled. The left hemisphere is all about transactions. Like, how do I get to the next day of my life and I'll just have to suffer and tolerate and then everything will be okay. And it doesn't end up that way. We we just go through life until we're waiting for retirement, you know, yeah. and stressed and running on the treadmill as we go. So it, it's fascinating to look at money from where is it occurring and how do I create that balance, right? Yeah, because the more that I can reconcile that or do I need to make changes or is there a way to to shift the way that I'm thinking about my work um, so that maybe it's not – so it just I mean you and I are both interested in helping people to have contented lives and money is just such a problem for so many of us so how do we use our whole brain then yeah that's a great question um 
the thing that most people try and do, and, and you're going to know this, is they try and mix up the lanes. Hmm. So they try to bring the market norms of money, those transactional things, into the social arena. And they try to say, okay, we'll run on a handshake or we'll run on trust. Or, you know, just do me a favor, would you? Like, we all know that. Line, sure. right? and, uh, and what happens then is the brain gets confused. It doesn't do well when we don't keep these two arenas separate. All right. So what happens is people's feelings get hurt. Things are taken personally. Um, and it just creates messiness in those transactions. So if we can keep those two lanes separate, what happens is this. Say that I want to sell you something. I first need to move you to let you know that we are moving from the social lane into the market lane. Hmm. And I do it very clearly. I would say something like, George, is it okay right now if we talk business? I have just prepared your brain to change lanes. Hmm. Now you say yes. Okay, great. So now we're in this lane, and now we're both running down the same highway. We both know the highway we're on. Now, in order for me to make you comfortable in the market lane, I need to make sure that you know that at the end of this transaction, you will have a choice. So I will say something like, George, here's how this call is going to work. And at the end of that call, you will be in one of two places. You will either say, great, Adele, I'm good to go. I can take it from here. Or, okay, what's next? So I'm clearly letting you know that we are now in a transaction conversation and that at the end of that transaction, you have a clear choice. Now you're comfortable. But if I start with, George, let's just go out for coffee. And then I spring this sales conversation on you. You feel annoyed and irritated and, you know, because I'm taking you down the wrong lane. I'm, I'm actually being manipulative. I'm using right hemisphere, which sees you as a re sorry left hemisphere, which sees you as a resource in the right hemisphere's lane, which wants this friendship to be ongoing. Okay, so now you're ticked, and rightly so. So how we do it is, I move you over, I let you know what's going to happen, I give you a choice at the end of the sales conversation. I tell you that we've reached the end. So now I say, so George, remember at the beginning I said you would be in one of two places. Now is your time to make a decision. Great, you know, I'm coming to the end of this transaction. You make that decision. We move back to the social lane if you say no. And that makes everything really clear. As long as you know which hemisphere you're in, there's no confusion. It's like, okay, now I'm over here. Now I'm back over here. Great, thanks, Adele. Perfect, let's have that coffee now. And we're friends. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that makes all sense in the world. I'm certainly thinking back to times, uh, particularly early in my sales career, where uh, I just felt so awful about this the approach, and because it was, I'm like, hey, let's just go get a coffee. And oh, by the way, I'm going to try to sell you this thing, but not tell you about it. I'm going to try to be super sneaky and clever about it, and that's icky. Uh, yeah. And 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 now I know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you feel icky too. I mean, it's it's For both sure. of you feel icky because you're both in the wrong lane, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love it. Well, Adele, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Um, the biggest tip that I can give you is to know that the left hemisphere of your brain sees everything in the world as a resource including you. 
You asked before why people work for money. It's because the left hemisphere will turn you into a resource for its own sake. And remember, left hemisphere, money is a left hemisphere pattern. So it turns you into a resource that will forever chase money because that's what our left hemisphere does. Not that it's wrong. Please don't misunderstand me. It, it functions beautifully when we use the whole brain and when we're in communication with our right hemisphere, but because we're in the left brain dominant world, we've been cut off from that right hemisphere, and now that left hemisphere is running by itself. And in there, you are just as much open to utility as everything else in the world. So know that that's why you're on the treadmill, build that whole brain connection and come back to balance and um, a place where the right hemisphere can bring you that love and acceptance that everybody's after. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. I love all of that so much, Dell. I was just thinking about my relationship with, with, uh, with, with my mom, which has been a little stressed lately because she's helping watch our kids. And so there's not a, there's not a clear separation between, uh, mom and son relationship between me and her and then the expectations that that we have um, and so just separating those things out and certainly this is all your work is is, is taking and, and and I'm sure applying to every aspect of life so I love it well thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you how can people engage with you uh, well they are welcome to get a free copy of my book if they'd like uh, just go to shift four steps that's the number four steps.com um and there is a free introduction video there, some free training, and you can get a free copy of my book. All I ask is that people pay for shipping, and I'd love to support them in any way I can. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Adele your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to, give us the website again. Shift, S-H-I-F-T, number four, steps.com. Is it step or steps with an S? S T E P S with an S. Perfect. Go to shift the number four steps.com. Get a free copy of the book and start learning more about all this great stuff we've been talking about so you can take and apply it in your life. Thanks again, Adele. You're very welcome, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>